From talkradio.nyc, welcome to At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and owner of David Thiergartner Interiors, right here in beautiful Manhattan. On tonight's show, Wait Until Dark, my guest tonight is lighting expert Kyle Ray from AG Electrical Supply. Kyle and I will be discussing all of the fast-changing lighting products and design concepts for today's residential interiors. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started. We get it almost every night When that moon gets big and bright It's a supernatural light Everybody was dancing in the moonlight I took a bit of a vacation last week and went out west to Arizona and Utah. My husband and I took my dad to Monument Valley, home to magnificent natural wonders and the backdrop to so many John Wayne cowboy movies. My dad has always wanted to go, and I have to tell you, it was well worth the trip. The vastness of the western desert is overwhelming, especially for us city dwellers. Saying that a place is beautiful, well, it's insufficient when you're describing the likes of Monument Valley. Magnificent or spectacular or awe-inspiring seems much more appropriate. It appears as though Monument Valley goes on forever, one big wow moment after another. It never stops. One turn of the road leads to another incredible view and more miles of open, never-ending vistas. The weather was a bit rainy and cloudy, and yet the grayness seemed to be the perfect backdrop to the deep red terracotta color of the tall and almost unearthly sandstone statues. The speed at which the clouds move through the sky actually help to ground us, help to make us understand our place in the world and take ownership of our small, inconsequential square foot of land we stood upon. And yet, being there, standing there, I somehow felt caught, caught between the moon and the sand, between the red dirt underneath me and the brilliant sky above, between today and the millions of years that happened before me between understanding something about myself and gasping that I even got here in the first place. Somehow, I was caught between the dark, rain-soaked earth and the stars and the candescent glow of the moon, that magical, mystical light of the moon, moonlight, moon glow, moonfall. I could see just as far at night, or it seemed as if I could, with the brilliant light of the moon. I waited to see the stars and the moon reflect brightly down on us. I waited until dark to be inspired by the moon. 
the moon that has lit the earth into the darkness for millions and millions of years, teaching us to see in the abyss of night, helping us not to be afraid and encouraging us to make our own light, our own source of light, to lead us out of the shadows and move us into safety, to find shelter away from wild, powerful animals and the big, bad boogeyman. From the beginning of mankind, man has been trying to duplicate the moonlight and illuminate the darkness. 400,000 years ago, prehistoric man used depressions in stone, filled them with pine pitch and twisted cedar bark into wicks. The ancient Egyptians made torches from river cane and wrapped them with long strips of green and dried bark soaked in metal, melted animal fat. The Romans were credited with perfecting the wick and used rolled papyrus dipped in tallow as candles. And early Chinese candles were made from rice paper. And in Japan, candles were made of wax from extracted tree nuts. In India, candle wax was made by boiling the fruit of cinnamon trees. And beeswax was introduced into Europe during the Middle Ages. During colonial America, whale oil produced a cleaner and brighter source of light, unfortunately for the whales. Add that, the discovery of electricity and Thomas Edison's light bulb, and we finally make it to the modern era of lighting, only 150 years ago. Today, we live in light, constantly. I live in the glow of Times Square and a street lamp outside our bedroom window. It took millions and millions of years, over 500 million, to create the awe-inspiring Valley of Monuments. The dinosaurs roamed the Earth 65 million years ago. And believe it or not, less than 100 years ago, in 1925, only half the homes in America had electricity and modern-day lighting. Today, we no longer have to wait until dark to see the moonlight. The light is here whenever we want it. Powered by wind and solar, innovation has launched us over the moon and into the future. Technology has allowed us to burn light cooler and brighter than ever before. Today's light is brilliant, beaming, and luminous. It's cleaner and less expensive. Our homes are the stars and our cities the moon. We have exposed the last grasp of darkness. We no longer need to be afraid of our own shadow. There is light all around us. All we have to do is see it. When we come back, we're going to be talking to lighting expert Kyle Ray from AG Electrical. Kyle and I are going to shed some light. Yes, I got thousands of them, of the tremendous progress in the lighting industry. We're going to talk about LED lighting, recessed housing, residential lighting design concepts, and how to select the best decorative light fixtures. This is At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, and we'll be back in two minutes.
listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi. I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. My guest tonight, lighting expert, and in my opinion, a tremendous problem solver, right? Or at least for lighting anyway, Kyle Ray from AG Electrical Supply on Long Island. Kyle, welcome to At Home. Thank you very much. I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here with us. You know, I start each and every show asking the same question, which is, what is your definition of beauty? And more specifically, what is beautiful inside your home? So it's a great question. and and. It, it's definitely taking me a little bit of time to think about that, but um, I think that the definition of beauty to me is something that just makes you feel at home. You know, when you, whether it's a person, whether it's a, a beautiful song, or it's a beautiful building, or a beautiful light fixture, whatever you'd prefer, um, I, I think that when you see or hear or listen or meet, you you just feel at home, and it's it's an incredible feeling to to witness that and to be involved in that. I think that answer almost made me cry. I think that's like so beautiful. Thank you for that. That's wonderful. And what about inside your house? What 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 do you have that's beautiful inside your house? So I moved into my apartment about four years ago, and I didn't know how long I'd be there. So there's a terrible lighting fixture in there. Oh, my God. There is a terrible floor lamp in there. 
And it's, it's one of those things that I thought about, well, do I change it? Do I spend the time? Do I spend the money, the effort? And looking back at four years later, the answer should have been yes, but it was no, because I didn't know how long I'd be there. So I, I think something beautiful in my apartment, I actually, since I live in Long Beach, New York, I have two surfboards that are always in the corner of my apartment, um, in my room, and they're, one of them is hand-shaped, so somebody spent hours sanding down the foam and then glassing over it, and um, it's just a reminder that I'm lucky enough to live at the beach, or close enough to the beach, um, and lucky enough that I have the ocean so close to me that I can spend the time there, which is unfortunately not as often as I'd like, um, but it's it's always gives me the, the insight and the the view of, well, you're lucky enough to be where you are and to live where you are and to have that opportunity. So, Fantastic. That's great. So Kyle, tell us a little bit about a, your business. It's a family business, right? And so that's interesting. You're the youngest son. Um, so go ahead, just fill us in on how that family dynamic works and what the business is about. And so, so yeah, so it's, it's, I'm the We lost you for a second. Am I, am I there you go. Yep. All right. Um, so I'm the youngest of seven kids. Um, you know, my father is a great man, and I'm very lucky to be able to work with him, even though he doesn't always think that, and I don't always think that. <laughs> um, but he, he got involved for a very long time ago in the, the electrical and lighting side of business. Um, and as a story he always tells, he was working at a supermarket, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the produce department. And some guy apparently came in and always bought bananas from him once a week, if I'm remembering the story correctly. And Family folklore, yes. Yeah, and, and after a bit, he just asked him, hey, kid, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm working. And he offered him the opportunity to, I, I believe, you know, sweep up the floor, clean the shelves, things of that nature. And if I'm not mistaken, and, and I'm sure he's going to tell this story a million more times before um, I can happen. Yeah, before I can tell anybody else the story, yeah. because he likes to do that. Um, that's how he got involved in the electrical supply and lighting side of the business. And so he was sweeping the floor in the warehouse of an, uh, an existing electrical supply business. Correct. Oh, okay. Yes, and yeah. then. Um, to be completely honest, I don't know what year he started his original business. Um, and then that, that business did very, very well for a, a long time on Long Island. There were a couple of issues, didn't work out. He ended up going to work for AG Electrical Supply um, with the opportunity basically to be the manager and to, to take it over um, as time went on from the existing owner. Um, so he's been at AG Electrical Supply probably 28 years or so. Um, and now he owns it and, and you work there. I work there. Fantastic. So what do you think piqued your interest a little bit in lighting and electrical supply? I mean, like, you know, I think we all have the opportunity to join an organization or join a family business, but we've got to like it a little bit. Right. And, and it's funny because I, I, Growing up, I wanted nothing to do with it. You didn't want anything. Absolutely nothing. We would walk into restaurants and my father would look up at the lighting and he would make a comment and I would just put my head in my hands and <laughs> shake eyes. my head and yeah, roll my eyes and be embarrassed. And, um, you know, I, I had wanted nothing to do with it. I ended up playing in a band um, for a bit. I, I dropped out of college to pursue that. Um, and when we weren't on tour, my father needed somebody to drive the truck and I needed money. So it was a great opportunity for me there to make some money to do something while I was home. And um, I drove the truck for a couple of months. I went back out on tour. Then the band decided, all right, you know what? This isn't really working out. So we're going to call it quits on the band. 
So I came back and I said, you know what? I'll drive the truck and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. And then I'd probably say three, four, five, six months later or so, I said, you know, what am I doing here? Um, um, I have this incredible opportunity that not very many people have. And why don't I at least explore the opportunity, see what I can do to learn a little bit more. And I, I spoke with my father and I said, hey, I want to work in the warehouse. I want to learn a little bit. So when I was working, driving the truck and there was no deliveries to be made, I would go into the warehouse and learn a little bit. And slowly it became more of the going up to the front, standing while somebody was placing an order and listening to learning a little bit more about that. And, you know, for me and in our business, the electrical supply side of things is the bread and butter. We have electrical contractors, general contractors, homeowners, people that come in all the time that they place their orders daily. You know, sometimes we see guys four or five, six times a day, and it's, it's a great thing for us to have. But for me, when somebody comes in and they say, hey, I need to put a new panel in my house, it's the same thing every day. So I started getting more interested in the lighting side of things because when somebody comes in and they say, hey, I want to light up my restaurant. I want to light up my house. This is what I have. It's, there's a little bit more creativity. There's a little bit of opportunity to kind of explore different things and give different solutions. So that's what kind of pulled me in a little bit more. Wonderful. Great, great, great story to tell. Let's... Um and I think your dad's probably a very lucky man. But uh, let's get into the nitty gritty of it all, right? And I think we can't have this conversation without getting right to the basics. So let's do it. Let's talk about what the hell is the difference between incandescent light, compact fluorescent light, LED light. And let's go through all of how it gets explained out and why people are so confused and what we need to do to move forward. So, well, so incandescent is the standard. Normal. We all lived with it. We all grew up with it. You know, you, you'd go to the electrical supply store, the hardware store, the supermarket, and right. you say, I need a 60-watt light bulb. Uh, it uses a, a filament. It heats it up. That's where the light comes from, and you get a lot of heat out of it. So if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's almost 90% heat out of the energy and about 5 to 10% of the light that actually comes out. So then the, the, the CFL, the compact fluorescence, came out where they're – about 60 to 70% more efficient. The only issue with that is that you're using mercury you're, and, and it's being heated up and, and that's where the light comes from. Um, and you get a little bit of a flicker. Their, their coloring is not, you know, the takes rendering. them a second to warm up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you know, if it's the middle of winter and you have a nice fixture in your garage, it, good luck. Um, and then LED. LED came out a very long time ago, and it's always been used on boats and different signals and things of that nature. And finally... Yeah, I was surprised to read that LED's been around since like the 1960s. Yeah. But it would be for that specific, those or those specific reasons, right? And let's just stop there because LED is going to be a big part of our <laughs> conversation. LED is light emitting transponder? Diodes. Diodes, okay. Oh, yes, of course. It's not LET, it's LED. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, so... Diodes, okay. Yes, the diodes. So they actually grow the, ch the LED chips, and then they, they depending on the, um, the style of LED, um, there's some called remote phosphor, where there's actually a little bit of a phosphor on a lens, and that just kind of heats it up and glows. Um, but the best part about the LED is it's the most energy efficient and you don't get any heat from it, you know? So where, as if you're used to having four or five 60 watt light bulbs in your kitchen and it's a 90 degree day in the summer and you have your lights on, 
you're going to be dying. Your air conditioning is going to be kicking, you know, through the roof. The LEDs actually pull the heat out the back, um, if or whatever heat they emit, which they're they're much more efficient, um, and it not only saves you on energy costs with the fact that you're using say, you know, eight, nine, ten watts as opposed to sixty, sixty-five, but you're not heating your your house, your apartment, your kitchen. Um, with the lighting and having to, to push that air conditioning as well. So everybody stick with us because we're going to go deeper into this just so everybody understands. So a 60-watt light bulb, a 100-watt light bulb, that refers to the energy that it takes for that light to shine. Correct. So 60 watts, 100 watts. So I'll ask you and you tell me if I'm right. To get the same quality of light from an LED light bulb, let's say like that 100 watts of illumination, that, that glow that we would normally understand as 100 watts, it takes 14 watts of energy for that? So this is a little bit of a complicated answer because it depends on the manufacturer. Okay. So in lighting terms, you want to use the term lumens. So when you go to the store and you say, hey, I need a 100-watt light bulb, that's approximately about 1,600 lumens. So lumen is actually the measurement of light that's visible from the eye. Okay. Um, and it's a, there's a much more complicated formula and all of that stuff to figure that but out. Just but just to give us a baseline, 100 watts is 1,400 lumens. 14 to 1,600 okay. lumens, yeah, to be fair. Um, and depending on the quality of the LEDs, um, they actually will give you anywhere from 90 lumens per watt to about 140, 150 lumens per watt. So if you get a higher quality uh, LED chip or LED bulb, you can use less wattage. So um, there are certain manufacturers that will say, hey, you use our 10-watt LED bulb, and you'll get the equivalent of 100 watts of incandescent lighting. Other manufacturers will actually need 15 watts to get to that because they're not as efficient. So they're not giving the, amount of the, the same amount of lumens per watt as uh, something of a, a higher standard. I mean, if you really think about it, if you have a new home that, let's just say, 12,000 square feet, right? The chances of you having 120 recessed light fixtures and 40 lamps and 12 floor lamps and 37 sconces, just go on and on and on. These are substantial uh differences in the amount of energy that we're using to keep that house lit at the same level that we would be used to. Absolutely. Instead of using a 65 watt, 65 watt light bulb, you can use a 10 watt light bulb all day. And the amount of switches and dimmers can, can come down because if you have a 600 watt rated dimmer for incandescent, you, you think about it, you might be able to get nine, maybe 10 60 watt light bulbs on there. Now, if you have an LED dimmer that does 300 watts, you can get 30 fixtures with 10 watts per fixture on there. Yeah, it's amazing. So that is incredible. I mean, if we're thinking about just energy saving, just about global warming or, you know, conservation or any of that, I think those are incredible numbers that we all should be paying attention to. I will say about five years ago, maybe a little bit, uh, probably 10 years ago now, the government said that we were going to be done with incandescent light bulbs, that they were going to that it was going to be illegal to manufacture them, and we were all moving into either compact fluorescent, which as of this conversation, I don't think we should even talk about anymore, and then or go into uh, LED. So I like went to all the stores and I started to buy like you know 
cartons of, of <laughs> incandescent light bulbs because I thought, there is no way I'm living with that cold, blue, corporate light in my house. There's just, it's not happening. So, of course, we have this whole rack in the garage <laughs> full of incandescent light bulbs. The thing is, and this is why we're not going to talk about compact fluorescent anymore, is that LED, especially in the last few years, we get a whole color range. So we can use, and what I mean by that is we can go from clear blue, I will call it like corporate or commercial kind of lighting concepts, to warm uh, interior, residential sort of that we're used to, a warm light by the fireplace, a warm light to read by, whatever. So you can do that in LED, and we're going to talk about how you know what the difference is. But that makes LED now more viable than it was even five years ago. And I think that's really important. And I'm only saying that because I want everybody to think that in residential interior design, we still can have warm, glowing atmospheres with LED lighting. Yes, and that's that, That's a some a lot of people think the same thing because, like you said, five years ago, um, when you went and you bought an LED light or a fixture or bulb, whatever you'd like to you know to purchase that time, a lot of it didn't have that ability to to be that warmer color to have that spectrum, and you know even um, they they have now fixtures that will dim to warm that will basically mimic an incandescent light bulb. Um, so it's, it's come an incredible way. And very, very recently that phenomenon has happened. Yes, so yes. yeah, LED has become very viable, I think, Correct. in a place. So now let's help people understand what LED to buy, right? So when I'm looking at an LED light bulb package, it's going to be more expensive and that's because... Well, it's going to last a lot longer. A lot longer, up to maybe sometimes 20 years, depending on the manufacturer. Yes, and that's where... Um, if you're at a store, whether it's whatever store you're at to look at it, whether it's an electrical supply, a lighting showroom, um, yours, my store, yeah, hopefully not a big box store, right? Um, there, the LEDs will have something on the box that's called it'll say lighting facts. So most of the time, they will say this bulb will last you 20 years, but if you read in the um, the asterisk underneath it, it'll say 20 years based on three hours per day. So you need to take that into account as well. And the thing with the LEDs is there's something called L70 or L80 or LM70, LM80. It, it all depends on the manufacturer. They basically say the lumen maintenance will, after their their hour rating, will be at 70% or 80% of the light output still. Okay. And then just talk real quick, like in two seconds, about color. So I tend to specify to you 3,000, 3,500 as far as the color chart. That gives me that warm residential light. Yes. And, and is that on the box as well? That will be on the box as well. Yeah. Whether it's 2,200, 2,700, 3,000, 35 or... So just like the temperature outside, the lower the number, the colder it is, the higher the number... The warmer? That is the opposite. Oh, wait. The, it, it doesn't make any sense. I'm but trying to help them remember. It is a Kelvin. So it's a Kelvin scale. So it's the the warmer the light, the lower the number it is. The higher the, the, higher the number, the cooler or colder or bluer the light is. So I just messed you all up. <laughs> this is At Home, and we'll be back faster than the speed of light, I told you, <laughs> to talk all about the future in lighting. We meet in an hour of change and challenge, in a decade of hope and fear, in an age of both knowledge and ignorance. The greater our knowledge increases, the greater our ignorance unfolds. No man can fully grasp how far and how fast we have come. 
We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. We are talking to Kyle Ray from AG Electrical Supply. You can file, you can follow Kyle on Instagram at AG underscore electrical underscore supply. Tough one, Kyle. And Twitter at AG Electric NY. Is that right? I think so. Terrific. Kyle, let's discuss basic lighting, lighting design uh, practices. So first, let's outline the three types of, of lighting. Um, we have ambient, we have task, we have accent. Do you want to go a little bit and describe those? Yeah, um, so, so the, the, the task lighting is normally the most likely the recessed hi-hats in recessed. the ceiling to, to give you the general light. So uh, if we're talking about a kitchen, you'll have recessed lighting in the ceiling to make sure that when you're walking around, you can see the pots and pans. Um, the task... Uh, the ambient. ambient lighting will be if you if you have lighting um, either if you have coves where you can put some uh, speaking of LED LED strip lighting in there to kind of give you a nice little glow. Uh, it makes the room look a little bit bigger. You can also do it on the kick space on the floor um, underneath the cabinets to kind of just give it a nice look. And you know what? It also works as um, 
as night lighting. If you if you know, hey, I, I might have to get up in the middle of the night to go gl- grab a glass of water, You instead of leaving all of your lighting on and using all of that energy, you can have a little bit of a glow so you can guide yourself to the, the fridge to grab a glass of water. Um, and then the accent, accent lighting, um, you know, if you have any wall sconces, a little bit more of the decorative side. Decorative, hanging you know. chandeliers, pendants, any of that sort of thing. So let's let's go through uh, and talk about uh, a couple of different scenarios, right? So let's do a kitchenette first okay. and sort of build off of a, of a kitchen. Um, I have a kitchen in construction right now, uh, not too far away from here with the rest of the apartment, but uh, I met with the electric with the electrician today, actually. So in in this scenario, I have two main decorative light fixtures okay. um, that are centered on the whole plan of the apartment. Around them is recessed lights to help uh, uh, allow the whole space to be in light. I don't like recessed light without decorative or accent lighting because I want the focus to be on the decorative lighting. I want the recess to go away and almost like moonlight. Well, that's that's be, the best part about the, the be new technology. There. You can have you can have it where there's no there are no trims, so it's trimless, so it blends right into the ceiling. The a lot of the styles are now shrinking in size from a full 6-inch high hat right like recessed light. Yeah, you remember the old 6-inch yeah, round, you know, to a Four inch to a three inch to even two inch. They even make one inch downlights now. Um, and with the LED, um, the, the beam spreads are incredible. So you're able to use a two inch aperture, so a, a two inch fixture that can give you that beam spread. So it's not how it used to be, where you'd have a spotlight and it felt like if you had a bunch of spotlights in one room, you're walking on a Broadway stage where you're spotlight darkness, spotlight darkness. Now they're able to spread that light out to fill the room in such a small aperture and such a small size that they do disappear a lot more. Yeah, this is why I want to just keep this conversation on LED because for all of us who uh, design lighting plans and think about lighting plans and work to have the best lighting plans, LED is giving us the flexibility that we never had before. And you brought up a couple of those things. I think that's incredible to describe that. I think everybody understands the beam of light, but the spreads used to be so narrow, almost like a conical shape. And now it can really wash the whole thing. And the other thing that I like about LED is that it goes from a ceiling height, let's say nine feet, 10 feet, and it actually hits the floor. And we never were able to get that. There would always be this mist section in the middle of the room. So the changes are just phenomenal. The other good things about it is that it burns cooler. Yes. And so we don't have this heat up in the ceiling and causing all those kinds of problems as yeah. well. But I love the trimless idea. Do you want to just describe that a little bit? Because I think everybody, as we go forward, everybody should have trimless I LED recess lighting. There's just no reason not to. Yeah, so the, the trimless is actually the fixture gets put into the ceiling. Um, and then the sheetrock goes over it, and it has a little bit of what they call a mud ring, um, where you basically plaster right the, up to it, right up to it. And when you finish the ceiling, when the the fixture is done, it looks like the or not looks like it. It actually is that the edge of the fixture just is on a corner of the ceiling, so you don't see an, a, a trim that's sitting on on a surface mount of the of the ceiling. Um, 
and it's just a much cleaner look and it fits right in there it's almost sculpted like it yeah. like goes from the plastered ceiling right into the trim and back out again it, exactly it's almost like a sculpture yeah. and then speaking of you know beam spreads and things of that nature with a lot of the led now you can get the exact same fixture in the entire apartment the entire house and depending on the application all you have to do is change out um the lens and the lens will give you anywhere from depending on the manufacturer depending on the fixture a tight spotlight to a wide flood so you can have the exact same fixture across the entire house you don't actually see a difference when you're looking at it only the the um the result of the lighting coming down this is also very very important because once you get into recessed lighting it should be consistent throughout the whole house and to have that kind of flexibility is another outstanding feature that we never used to have with led so that's also important um, i want to talk about housings really quick and just for anybody who doesn't understand these lights don't appear out of nowhere there's a box what we call a housing that is hidden away and up until I don't even know. Three years ago, those housings used to be gigantic. Correct. And it caused all kinds of problems with the ceiling rafters and where we placed them and how we could keep a proper grid. It was, it was literally just a nightmare scenario trying to get a nice flow of pattern recessed light. And now all of that is going away. Yeah, especially if you were doing remodel yeah. at that point. Because if you drilled a hole into an existing ceiling and, oh, there's a beam. What do You're, you do? Yeah. You have to figure out a new spot for that fixture. It looks like the electrician was a drunk or something the way <laughs> that, right? I mean, it always was such a problem to make sense out of the yeah. whole thing. So now the fact that a, a lot of the LED is just tremendously um, advanced and, and they're able to bring in fixtures that are not only smaller in the visible side of things, but also shallower. So if you don't have the room, if you're in a basement um, or if you're in a, an apartment that doesn't have space above it um, you're able to to find fixtures that can now fit into those spaces to give you that incredible lighting that you you want that you could use that will always look nice without having to say you know what I don't have the physical space for this because they're making them Right, so we either had to lower the ceiling, which was always awful, or they used a drop ceiling. That's why when we were kids or younger in the 70s and 80s, we always had these awful drop ceilings because they needed, I'm going to say, 9 or 10 inches Absolutely. for the housing yeah. alone, and they had to drop it. They had no other way. So all that's over. Have you ever heard two people get more excited about <laughs> recessed lighting housing than just the two of us right now? It's a little scary. I think we need to work on that a little bit. Um, so, but I think you answered a lot of the questions that we needed to do. Um, I want to get into accent lighting because I want to get into decorative fixtures and stuff. And before we do that, I want to talk about just dimmers and smart home innovation. We talked a couple weeks ago about smart home innovation, but give us the lowdown on LED and dimmers. And if I have both LED and incandescent, how do I make all that work? And you want dimmers all the time when you're thinking about kitchens and uh, public areas. In general, you want dimmer. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, you want everywhere. dimmers on everything. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, so this is going to be a little bit self-serving here, but my first ad piece of advice would be find somebody that you trust to stay on top of this and to, to follow, follow the new technologies and things of that nature. Because depending on the manufacturer, depending on the fixture, there's zero to 10 volt dimming, which is you bring in power and then you also have a low voltage cable that goes to it. And that's the most common um, type of LED dimming for the quality LED fixtures. So it's able to dim 
almost to zero to zero percent, they really will give you one percent. So, um, you know, depending on the manufacturer, they have all different drivers that will require zero to ten volt dimming, um, triac dimming, uh, forward phase, reverse phase, which will take forever to get into. Um, but a, a lot of flexibility, probably more correct. to point. Yes. Yeah. And then they're, they're even low voltage dimming when you're not using, well, you don't think you're using low voltage fixtures, but all of the LEDs have a driver. So technically you will be. Um, different manufacturers have different um, standards. Um, there's, there's drivers from Lutron that are fade to black. So when you hit the button, it'll fade completely off, whereas some will fade to 5% and then go off. So depending on the the person who's going to be looking at it, the the level of sophistication you need really determines the level of dimming. Um, and when you're buying, if you go to the store and you want to buy an LED light bulb and you're thinking, well, do I need a new dimmer for this? What we always suggest is don't get the new dimmer. Bring the light bulb, if that's what you're going to do, put it in. And then if it flickers, if it doesn't dim as well as you'd like, then you can always get the new dimmer. Because... Why spend twenty, thirty dollars on Which a regular what it dimmer um, if it will actually work? Because there are certain instances where the existing dimmers work fine. Well, I'm telling you, we're running out of time really quickly here. I want to get into decorative because one of the things that I love about you is that you have an incredible sense of style and panache for decorative fixtures. I mean, some of the fixtures that you have shown me that you've been interested in um, and that you've brought to the company have been fantastic. Um, just talk a little bit about how that piqued your interest and how you help your clients see those incredible fixtures. Some of them are from Europe, I think, uh, yes, France yeah, yeah. and Italy and yep. everything. Italy, Spain, England, things of that nature as well. And, I, and, I, and before you answer that question, I just want everybody to go. Can they see any of that on the website or they can see some of contact yeah, you to, about yes. that? Okay. Yep. And then if, yeah, they can always send me an email or reach out via social media, whichever. And I'm always more than happy to show people we put things. a couple on instagram for the show if not i'll add some to it okay but uh just real quick you know you must be fascinated by this uh incredible uh decorative fixtures that you're seeing i absolutely and it's one of those things where going to the trade shows where whether it's um boutique trade shows whether it's the general lighting shows always able to, to walk around and meet people and see these different fixtures that you never would have heard of. Um, I'm lucky enough to have some people that have taken me under their wing to show me different things, to introduce me to different people and to different companies. Um, and just even reading the, the lighting magazines. And it's one of those things where anybody can go on to certain websites and say, you know what, I can buy a bunch of lighting fixtures. Or you can go to a lot of different showrooms and see the exact same lighting fixtures everywhere. And I wanted something a little bit different, a little bit more unique. The reason I want to talk about LED is because LED has not only transformed recess lighting and task lighting, but it has transformed how we look at um, decorative lighting, too. It's, it's incredible what we're able to do because of LED. And so that's wonderful. Listen, Kyle, I think you've given us a lot to think about, I re <laughs> maybe more than I even imagined, and we greatly appreciate it. We are unfortunately so out of time, and I can't thank you enough for all your knowledge and your insight and your passion for what you do. Will you stay with me and take some questions Abs from our listeners absolutely. when we come back? I'd be more than happy to. This is At Home, and we'll be back to light up your questions in two <laughs> I can't even say it, in two minutes. <laughs>
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Kyle. So here we go. Uh, number one. Okay, I know you talked about it a lot already, but I'm looking at a package of a light bulb right in front of me and it says 100 watts LED. Oh my God, help me. Important factor is the lumens. The lumens will actually tell you how much light you will see coming out of it. So you look at that and you can compare it to an incandescent style. So even if you go, if you're in the store, you have your phone, you Google it, It'll tell you a 100-watt light bulb, incandescent, 1,600 lumens, so you compare that, and you're good to go. Yeah, that might be a good way just for all of us, because it is a new language, yeah. uh, and I think we have to get used to it. We're so used to it. We know what 100 watts is. We understand what that is. We've used it a 1,000 times before. So maybe now, maybe if you're confused, go on and just Google 100-watt. What is 100 watts lumens, and then what do I need to get in the equivalent for our LED? Yeah, so and just start to learn it. And yeah, for so us, it's 1,400. Well, 100 watt light bulb lumens, and you should get 1,400, 1,500, 1,600 is the answer, and then you can compare it, and you're good to go. But the only thing to be careful is a lot of manufacturers will put replaces 100 watt light bulb because I can replace a 100 watt light bulb with a potato, and it replaced it. So. Make sure that it actually, the lumen output is equivalent because I, you can replace anything with anything. So we should, from this point on, only be talking in lumens. Correct. So 
Do you know what the lumens are for a 75 watt light bulb? Uh, you're looking at about 1100 to 1200. Okay. So I, I think if we start to maybe, you know, write it down, put it in your wallet or something as you do the switch or look it up on Google and, and see. But probably the whole watt thing is passe. It is. It is. It's important in the... And it also isn't the right description of the light output. Correct. That's that's where it comes into play. The only way it comes into play is knowing how efficient the light bulb or lighting that you're getting is going to be. So the lumens is the most important. And then comparing, well, if I'm getting 130 lumens per watt, it's efficient. If I'm getting 75, 80, you can do better because you're going to be using more wattage than you need to. And I'm going to just beat this home one more time. <laughs> so 100 watt incandescent light bulb which we've been buying our whole life is about 1400 lumens correct and in led 1400 lumens is about 14 watts of power correct and that's a huge gigantic difference okay so lumens from now on everybody no more wattage here's the second question i recently bought a new bathroom fixture and it says max 60 watts Unfortunately, that's not enough light for me. Is there anything I can do or do I need to buy a new light fixture? So I think everybody, I, I mean, that's a problem for a lot of people. Absolutely. But the, with again, with LED, there you go. The, the 60 watt rating is because of the heat. The socket can only handle 60 watts of incandescent heat. So they make light, LED light bulbs that are equivalent to 100 watts using 14 watts or less. That will give you more light than the 60 watt would with using less electricity. So you're able to replace the existing 60 watts that aren't giving enough light with LED to give you even more light to make it brighter without worrying about that. So that's a perfect solution. Again, the 60 watts is a warning so that the fixture doesn't overheat because it's outputting 60 watts of heat and energy. If you go down to uh, a LED that might be only 7 watts or 10 watts, you get more light with less wattage, which makes it safe for the fixture. Correct. And you can even go even higher. If you, if you wanted to go with a light bulb that's equivalent to 200 watts, you might go blind, but you can do it because you'll be, lo- you'll, you'll be using 20 to 30 watts of electricity, and you're safe because that socket is rated for 60 watts of, incon- 60 watts of lighting in general, not the equivalency. This is a great question to really pound this idea home. So thank you for that. Um, Here's number three. I have been intrigued with your conversation about LED energy cost. If I switch out all of my light bulbs, I'll go ahead and switch out all of my light bulbs, it says. But, oh, here we go. Is there anything else that I can do to reduce the cost? Um. I guess throughout the home, right? Is yeah. there anything else I can... Okay, yeah. So, so there, there are other options. You can always have things, if, if you, again, if you have a house, if you have timers um, for outdoor lighting or for indoor lighting, if you have a bathroom where somebody walks in and they turn their, the light on and then they walk out without turning it back off, you can have a timer on there that it counts down. So if you want the light to, last for, to be on for 15 minutes, it can be max 15 minutes. Um, you can also, with the smart home innovation and all of the, that new technology you can have your cell phone set up as a sensor. So if you have three people living in your house, if all three of those people leave a certain vicinity of the house, all the lighting will go off or whatever lighting you have set up can go off. And then you can pull up into your driveway and you get down the block from your driveway and your front lights go on or whatever lights you have set up go on. So you don't have to worry about leaving lighting on all day when you're not home by accident. Right. Can you imagine leaving in the morning, turning the garage light on, having it be on all day long and all night long because you want it on when you come home. And if you use smart 
innovation technology, it can come on two blocks away from you entering the driveway. Exactly. So there's an incredible way to save a lot of money. I go back to some of the things that my dear sweet grandfather uh, used to follow us around as kids, and we could never open the refrigerator door without him shutting it immediately. <laughs> or, uh, you know, if we turned on a light, he turned it off. I mean, you can just do that. But there's other things, like perhaps if you're noticing, um, one, I think tape pulling any appliance that you're Absolutely, not using, yes. unplug it, because there's a lot of waste in energy with uh, the toaster being plugged into and, a socket and, permanently. And even if you don't do that, they do make receptacles outlets that are smart now so you can turn the actual outlet off so you don't have to physically unplug it you can take your phone out turn it off turn it on you could use the robot alexa amazon whatever you'd like to call google and just say hey turn this off turn it on so i have a i have an electric um tea kettle to make coffee in the morning and it's very lazy of me but i say hey alexa turn my tea my my coffee on and it'll heat my water up for me what, so that are when you I in go the out. shower, you're saying to Alexa, I'm usually still in bed. <laughs> oh my God. And it'll just heat the water up so I can walk out. And You're a little young for that, but I love the <laughs> idea. I'm going to do that too. Um, okay, one more question. Let's see. Well, we've got a couple here. Let me just look at which one we want the best. Uh, I think we answered that one before. So let's do this one. My light, uh, the light bulbs in my kitchen burn out so frequently. Is there a reason why that's happening? Uh, depending, on, it all depends on the style. So there are, if you have older style light bulbs, if you have um, like a little halogen bulb, a lot of people will put them in if they have like the the two pins. Um, you know, a bi pin style is what they call it. If you get the oil on your fingers on that glass, it will actually shorten the life. Um, you know, so they give you a little piece of foam to put it on or gloves. Again, that's one specific style. Um, and they do make LEDs now to replace those, which is great. Um, again, it could, it could be the heat. So if you have incandescent oh, light bulbs. Oh, you mean the, the, the wattage the, is too high. Well, the wattage and then the heat coming off of a stove oh. or heat, you know, maybe the steam is not actually exiting the room. So the heat rises and sits in those sockets and kind of overheats those light bulbs a bit. Uh, it could be that as well. Um, so having an, uh, a hood on your stove is always an important thing to, to pull that out. Um, it could also be something as simple as the dimmer is incorrect. You may have the wrong style dimmer on the style light bulbs that you have, and it, it could either uh, overpower it or underpower it, which will shorten the life as well. Yeah, I think those are all very good answers. Um, Kyle, I have to thank you again. Uh, uh, incredible. Uh, so much knowledge. You're an expert, and I so appreciate you being here with us tonight. And, and I appreciate you having me on. I, it, it's been an experience, and it's been a great experience, and I really appreciate the opportunity. And I do want to say that uh, take a look at Kyle's website, AG Electrical Supply. But if you... Did I get that right? AGElectricSupply.com. AG Electric Supply. Oh, electric. Electric Supply. Electrical Supply wasn't available, apparently. Ah, oh, good <laughs> correction. But um, also, we'll give you contact information because I'm telling you, Kyle is a resource that you want. I use him all the time. My architects use him all the time. Uh, he solves incredible amount of problems for us and really leads us into the future of what is better decision making. I don't even have time to talk about it, but uh, we did a brilliant concept in a, in a new brewery that I did that you helped us take old, hooded, rotted hoods metal hoods and turned them into magnificent light fixtures so i have to thank you for that uh so again take a look at kyle's website ag electric 
supply.com and remember that Kyle is just a phone call away. I want to thank everybody here at talkradio.nyc Schoolhouse Productions number six. I couldn't do it without you and I wouldn't want to try. Benjamin Keegan for my music. Remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at home with DTI and remember to take a look at my website davidthiergartnerinteriors.com Stay tuned for the Noreen Sumter Show Beyond Potential Live Life Your Way and until next week on the radio remember the best designs for your life start at home Blinded by the light Wrapped up like a douche Another owner in the night You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, are you interested in blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies? Then tune in here on talkradio.nyc with me, David every Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time, as we answer your questions and interview great guests live on Internet Radio on Building the Blockchain, where you can catch the blockchain revolution. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.